This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I'm Joey, and I love wrestling. I'm Nick. I love wrestling. And I'm Matthew, and I love wrestling. I'm Steven, and fucking wrestling sucks. You Should Love Wrestling is a show where we try to convince Steven that he should love wrestling. You should love wrestling, WWE, cause I love wrestling, a lot of loving from me. We on the podcast, Joey Cliff, Nick, and Steven, but Steven ain't wrestling, gotta make him a believer. I'm all hoping out, I love Rick Flair, The Undertaker, Tombstone on the chair. So tune in every week, cause we got a new guest. You should love wrestling, cause it's the best, yes. Today's guest has written for SNL's Weekend Update, The Onion News Network, and McSweeney's. He hosts the podcast Life Scrapers, Tall Stories of American Lives, and co-hosts the experimental variety show Cool Shit, Weird Shit at UCBLA. He also co-founded the humor magazine Janice, Matthew Brian Cohen. Matthew, how's it going, man? Hey, Welcome to the show, sir. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for, for having me on. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Uh, so what what originally got you into wrestling, or what's your like first wrestling memory? First wrestling memory is uh, it must have been like a family party or a holiday, and my uncle, who was a wrestling fan, was over, and he was watching uh, Nitro, WCW Nitro, <laughs> yeah, uh, and was like, "You gotta check this out." And so I checked it out, and I was like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." And I don't huh. remember like. What Nitro it was? It was must have been like early in definitely Nitro's run, like the Yeti humping Hulk like Hogan's okay. leg. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was the Yeti <laughs> yeah, yeah. into uh, WCW. But uh, yeah, it was that, and then I was like, I got to follow this, so I became like really obsessed with WCW. Yeah, and just learning like I love. I've realized about myself, I love things where you can like really go deeper into it and be like, oh, there's this huge oh, yeah, world and this entire uh, history up, and yeah. I could go through like everything. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. right, I'm going to like... Also the multiple levels of reality to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, I'm unpacking <laughs> all this. Got really into WCW. So you were a WCW 100% kid at that. WCW. Ooh, interesting, because I feel like most people we've had on so far have been like, ah, oh, WWF, I would flip over. Yeah, Wait, no, it, I was it, straight WCW. <laughs> do, you know, do you know Chad Damiani? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Didn't he work for WCW? He was a, he was a ring announcer for WCW for years. Yeah, what's funny is I think I he- knew him. Like I heard that name, and I was like, I think there's something like familiar. Or I saw his face. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, What is it about this guy? <laughs> yeah. I, was like yeah. ring announcer. It's like okay, he's great. awesome. So, yeah, so he's a nice. He's, uh, we we great stories. Uh, yeah. He taught Hulk Hogan what the internet is. Ah, <laughs> in a limo. And, uh, and be sure and uh, go back and listen brother. to the uh, Chad Damiani episode of You Should Love Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah probably not? already be up by the time. Yeah. You want to hear that story? Go back and Uh, more. Yeah. But yeah, I was WCW and then uh, like the Monday Night Wars happened and uh, I would eventually watch both just because that's what you had to do. Yeah, you flip back and forth between channels. And it was uh, super fun, but I was definitely like on the arguments of uh, WCW or WWF. I was totally WCW. But then it became very obvious that WCW was not nearly as good as WWF. (laughs) What was your your turning point on that? Ooh, that's very interesting. Honestly, it was probably around the Hogan Warrior stuff. That oh, I was yeah. yeah. And honestly, Classic. I yeah. think I realized that, like, they weren't going to pull the trigger on my guys. Like uh, Jericho, like Malenko, Kidman, stuff like that. Uh, Guerrero. <laughs> all the guys that left. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. the guys who left. I mean, I was the biggest Diamond Dallas Page fan. I love Diamond Dallas uh, Page. I, like, I want him. Like, his matches with, like... I think they're like DDP Raven. There were some Dude, great DDP Goldberg there. was amazing. Yeah. DDP Goldberg was great. Like love DDP. Love DDP. And I was like, he should be the guy. And I could just, you could just tell, even though I didn't know 
like all the backstage stuff that I know now. Was he like, wasn't getting something. He's not getting uh, over the hump. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, God, WWF was so exciting. I love Mick Foley. And like, yeah. I think Mankind winning the belt was a big like, okay, that's that's like the kind of that's thing the turning see. point. Yeah, that's really, like yeah. one of my one happiest of wrestling moments. Oh, it was great. Oh, my yep. God. Fantastic. Still remember watching that night. And like, I don't even I don't even think I turned on Nitro that night. It was like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just trying to learn more about wrestling. Why did it become that you had to watch both uh, at say, WCW and WWF and the Monday Night Wars? I guess Why? It, I, I'd have to say it was kind of like just like a water cooler show because okay. it would be like a thing that you would watch on Monday night mm-hmm. and then everybody would sort of talk or everybody like mm-hmm. wrestling fans were like, let's break down the show. Let's talk. Like, yeah. How are they going to outdo each other? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like this happened on Nitro what happened on raw which was better and then like Got you know it. it was like uh i'm trying to think i don't think there's a thing now where it's like two shows in the exact same genre that feel so directly in competition with <laughs> yeah. each other they're in the head same time head. slot exactly yeah for they're sure. both they're okay. both like one was one was eight to one was eight to eleven the other one was nine to eleven okay and um <laughs> it was just this this like amazing cultural thing to be a wrestling fan of like you would flip back and forth during commercials so like you'd watch you'd watch raw and then the second the raw had a commercial you'd flip over to nitro and be like yep. oh what's happening here yeah and it really was just every single week for like years of like oh like this is a cool wcw segment i'm gonna like stick around on this for a little bit longer yeah. oh this is a wwe segment that like <laughs> seems really awesome i'm gonna like not watch that like queewee segment in <laughs> wcw <laughs> and i still remember <laughs> kind of flip, you'd flip back sometimes and be like what 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 what, what? Yeah. Like, what happened it was like it was yeah. exciting and then you got to stick with this show and it's I, like i can't believe it i guess the analog would be if there was like Game of Thrones Sunday night and then like a Lord of the Rings TV show yeah. that aired at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you were like, I love pre-TiVo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like fantasy. So I was like, we gotta watch <laughs> that, both of these. And then yeah. some people be like, I like this one more. I like this one more. I there wonder were, if that like disfluency, like the actual work you had to put in to like do it actually made better fans out of everybody. It like kind of did. It, I think it, so. it had to have, it's right? Like, yeah. And that was also like kind of the era when the internet was starting to become really mm-hmm. big and yeah. a cultural thing so there'd be like chat rooms you could go on there'd be uh, a bunch of websites uh, X uh, like, wrestling like I went to Raja, a lot uh, Raja Raja for sure Raja uh. I was on at the time and then uh, Slash Wrestling uh, yeah. CRW CRZ I think it was CRZ CRZ sounds right I would. I liked yeah. his recaps of uh, Raw Nitro the best what did that I stand for something zone yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it was somebody's like E Fed. I mean, it was even like it was even greater than that, though. If it was like Lord of the Rings competing directly, a show competing directly with the Game of Thrones show, like this is a world where that happened. But like, mm-hmm. also, Hodor could jump to the Lord of the Rings show oh, yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, "Whoa, why, why did why is Hodor <laughs> on the show?" Yeah, like, oh, my favorite part <laughs> of yeah. Game of Thrones is now on Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's like and, that that level of insanity. And also, yeah. was, was named after the guy who started it, Christopher Robin Zimmerman. Oh, there you go. And also, it was live. It was like sure. live TV that was written basically <laughs> up until like the second they put they pressed record or you know the live button. Yeah. So like they could react to each other mm-hmm. within like oh you know so you. You could, you could tell that it's like 
oh, this is a competing thing from this thing this, that the other show did the previous week or right. whatever. Huh. Wow, that's crazy. Well, it's good. I mean, they, they really they really up the game for everybody, and somehow yeah. it still survives. We always <laughs> fill in more and more and more of the Monday Night Wars for Steven as it goes yeah. on. One day I'll fully understand. Mm-hmm. It truly was the peak of wrestling fandom in yeah. uh, the United States, and I will say it will probably never be, uh, reach that again because it's How impossible it? in the cultural climate. There's just too much stuff going on, yeah. and TV doesn't work the same. No. The internet yeah. is too big. You can't accidentally stumble across anything anymore. It's mm-hmm. just uh, a period of history that you'll never be able to go back and to. And it was all about rating <laughs> supremacy, <laughs> we'll rating supremacy <laughs> and bragging rights, yeah. who had the better product, who was going to win, who was going to go out of business. Yeah, you had eight Eight million people watching like each show kind of a, like I that may be a little exaggerated, but I'll, I'll say like it was yeah. anywhere between like six to eight million sure. yeah. sort of like at its peak. Yeah. That's so many people like yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, like WWE's ratings are like two million. Yeah. yeah. Like something like that. And it's just like that's friends numbers, man. Yeah. That's and it's incredible. like the, the ratings are like five point three versus five point seven and yeah. six point one versus well, yeah, six like, point two. I mean, there was a few times on Raw where they had like a 10 audience share, which is like 10 yeah. percent of the people watching TV at that point were watching wrestling. That's insane. It is. Yeah. Why? Oh, God. Oh, I love this <laughs> so much. How does this happen? <laughs> so confused. You love wrestling so much. <laughs> yeah. It loves it. Uh, yeah. You um, guys convinced me. I Hi, uh, <laughs> today's match is from Ring of Honor's Manhattan Mayhem 2 event on August 25th, 2007, and was named the Pro Wrestling Illustrated 2007 Match of the Year. Mm-hmm. It pits the best in the world, Brian Danielson, against ROH champion, the Japanese monster, Takashi Morishima, in what a lot of people call the greatest underdog match of all time. Besides being an amazing match, this match is particularly noteworthy because Danielson suffered a detached retina in the first few minutes of the bout and continued to wrestle for another 20 minutes with that in- injury. Mm-hmm. Matthew, uh, why did you select this match and why don't you set up for us? Oh, God, because I, I was looking through uh, matches you did and I want to pick something a little different and you definitely hit... There's a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, the stuff I would have selected. But yeah. I, I didn't see a ton of Brian Danielson on there. No, and I not think, yet. Yeah. Uh, if you're talking about this modern pro wrestling. Brian, as you've gathered. WWE's. Yeah. So I was out. No, I, when I watched it, I was like, there's no way that's the same guy. It's the same guy. It's the same guy. Yeah. Same guy. Okay, fun. Yeah, they just tweaked his name so they can copyright shit. It's a guy yeah. from. Well, Literally, totally I, and I'm glad it. Re- retained the essence of who he is. Yeah. To me, he's Brian Danielson. Daniel Bryan is essentially the same name. Yeah, people yeah. just call yeah. him Brian, and it means either or. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, uh, I felt like you didn't have enough of the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. I feel like when you, if you're talking about pro wrestling in the past decade. Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson is at the top of the conversation. Unfathomable no oh, yeah. contributions to like every facet and aspect of so much from the if that's permeated through the indies and through everything in mainstream. Yes. He's influenced a shit ton. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think he has been influenced by uh, so many people. I think he is such an amalgamation of almost everything I love about wrestling. And yeah. I, he is one of those guys. There's a couple guys who. I have non-wrestling fans in my life, and when they walk into the room, I'm watching a, a wrestling match. There's some guys who they'll see, and they'll just be like, who is that? Mm-hmm. I like that guy. I don't know anything about him. I don't know anything about wrestling. I like this guy. And this is a guy, he convinced so many of my non-wrestling fans to like wrestling and go with me to an event to see him. Because there's just something about him, I think, that is very authentic, yeah. very real. And he is such a charismatic performer. I think constantly the criticism... That was levied against him, especially in WWE, was like he has no charisma. Right. I, I think he has so much charisma. Oh, I agree. 100%. I think he is not good at the WWE shitty, boring style of interview. Yeah. But I think he is so charismatic and so passionate and connects 
so well uh, with the crowd, like almost no one I've ever seen. You say authenticity, mm-hmm. and I agree with that 100%, because people who aren't wrestling fans will sit down, and when they ask, oh, who's that? When something piques their interest, it's either probably going to be like some big, crazy, uh, larger-than-life character like The Undertaker or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I got to know who that is, because yes. it's insane. Or if it's just like, it's just a, he's a guy in trunks. Yeah. So there's something special and authentic and palpable if somebody sits down, a, a completely non-fan, and says, oh, who's that? Yeah. There's something to it. And also, he was the guy who got me back into wrestling. Like, I faded off after 2001, after, like, the death of <laughs> so WCW. Many did. Like, yeah. everybody did. Like, yeah. the death of WCW, the death of ECW. Uh, that was stuff. That was stuff that caused me not to be interested in wrestling anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the monopoly of WWE, mid to late two thousands, yeah. boring. So I, so I was kind of out from two thousand one. Actually, the the thing that got me out was the Katie Vick stuff. I remember <laughs> I saw that in Raw, and I was like, "This is so awful." I don't want to be associated with this. What? So I was just done. Oh, Somebody yeah. tell me what happened. No, yeah. no, no, no. no, no. Okay, so. I don't, kind of don't want to tell you because yeah. I, I want you to see it at a yeah, later yeah. episode. Yeah, God, we'll, we'll so show you. That's a great tease. But uh, so from like 2001 to 2006, I was out of wrestling. I didn't care about it. That's mm-hmm. right. That was such a dark ages, for, mm-hmm. especially yeah, for WWE, for like mainstream wrestling. But see, that's the interesting thing, though, is that that's mainstream wrestling and the internet was just starting to become a thing and it was a thing at that time but it's like if you really 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 weren't in the know there's all this indie stuff that was building for like an entire fucking decade that a lot of us as younger 2002 started like i think an indie resurgence oh yeah which i unless you were really into it you didn't probably know that it was percolating and for many years i didn't until like later 2000 me too i found out what got me back into wrestling was first i heard like oh they're doing these ecw one night stand shows i was like oh that's so cool yeah and then i was like i gotta find out what's going on in wrestling right now and i saw a clip online someone posted on a message board of brian danielson and roderick strong in an roh match from 2005 I believe where the finish was Roderick does something and Danielson gets pissed, slaps him hard across the face, <laughs> immediately takes him down. Uh, and, uh, I believe arm bars him with like elbows uh-huh. and then ref calls the finish. I'm like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> this is what wrestling is now. This be, yeah. is exactly what I loved about wrestling. And so I was like, it's this guy. And so that got me to discover ROH and got me to go to my first live wrestling show. Uh, were, you, then, wow. were you where were you, where are you from or were you I'm around? from New Jersey? OK, yeah. So uh, it was great. I would go, you know, uh, when I lived in New Jersey and then moved to New York, I would go to ROH shows all the time in New Jersey and New York. That's awesome. Uh, you weren't at this. I was at this. You were at this you, match. If okay. you squint look, at certain yeah, parts, you, you can see me in the crowd. <laughs> if you go to ROH shows or if you go back and watch ROH shows from this era in uh, uh, the Manhattan uh the Hammerstein Ballroom yeah. or the Manhattan Ballroom, like you will see me there. Did you <laughs> go to the, the one night stands of those couple that I had did the not go yeah. to I think, those. I think Dan Black went to a couple of those or he went mm-hmm. to both of those. Uh, yep. I would believe it. Yeah. yeah. Like I was standing like right around here. Yep. You can see me right there. I, I were, just, you, uh, were, were you friends with Green Lantern shirt? fan? Is that you? Were you I friends? was not. Wait, which guy? <laughs> the yellow shirt? No, you now. that was not a yellow shirt. If you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Uh, we're okay. We're okay. No. 
Um, it's bad. Folks, um, it's really, really, uh, what's going to happen in trying here? trying to find Matthew Ryan Cohen. In the yeah, uh, well, I saw me. I'm very small. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter if you're. It, yeah, well, it matters to us. Okay. Well, <laughs> this isn't for a listener. Right? Right? Pause there. That's me. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, there you are. Oh, fun. Oh, oh yeah. Cap, that screen cap. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll have to Everybody listening is hearing uh, <laughs> really interesting. I was talking about screen capping our guest <laughs> on this match that we're That was riveting listening for anyone who was listening to that that is me that's fun uh, yeah uh, so and this is i think i also like this match this is maybe one of the best hey, matches start, start i've ever seen uh oh, yeah. live i i think right. if not the best it's certainly uh up there the atmosphere felt it has such a great big fight atmosphere the crowd really is felt, so into this match oh yeah <laughs> this at uh, the the whole venue to me looks like it must double for a wedding venue that all probably always smells like bo <laughs> oh well, this is God. the upstairs of the hammerstein ballroom really so this okay. is the exact yeah. same building hammerstein is downstairs this is the upstairs so roh yeah. would run here uh, most of the time when they were in New York around this period, and then they eventually uh, got big enough, they went down to the Hammerstein mm-hmm. uh, wow. in like 2008, I believe, maybe it was the first time. Very fancy. So this is their first <laughs> match of a series of, I believe, like five four, four in like uh, four matches. Yeah, in a, are the big ones. Although a, there are in, matches in that are uh, sort of preludes to this, and sure. there were, I think, maybe afterwards. But yeah, this was right after 2006 ROH. Brian Danielson had an epic uh, run with the belt. Yeah. Uh, he was like... Yep. He's, uh, he's the guy who beat Samojo for, right? Uh, no, uh, Austin Aries beat Samojo. Oh god, if I'm remembering yeah, yeah. ROH lineage uh, correctly. Uh, <laughs> who finally had a great fucking showing in the match that he deserved? I feel last I'm very night. happy for Austin Aries' success. He, he looked he, very good in NXT last night. Great, solid yeah, match. I've not seen it yet, uh, but yeah, no, uh, he beat uh, who did uh, Danielson won the belt from James Gibson, uh, who. Uh, uh, Jamie Noble in WWE, right. who's now a road agent. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And then that. he had um, a reign that lasted about a year where he was just like the top heel champ. He was such a prick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he coined, that's where he coined the phrase best in the world. He would proclaim himself the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. He would uh, beat guys up in the ropes. The ref would count till five. That's where he <laughs> developed the I have till five referee. I yeah. uh, uh, love that. He would interrupt the ring announcer uh, and get some like heel stuffing, which is one of the. I don't want to say the first guy who ever did, but the first guy that I ever really like saw did, or I think he made it popular for a generation of indie guys to kind of stop the ring announcer and be like, whisper, whisper, whisper. <laughs> That's awesome. Say like better the and a guy who's better than all you fans. Uh-huh. Or, or whatever. That's my favorite. Like that. uh, so he had a monster heel run and he was so good. He essentially turned babyface as most heels are wont to of do. Of course, because yeah, they're yeah, yeah. too good. Mm-hmm. Wrestled a match with uh, Kenta, who is now Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami. Uh, I think we got a brief glimpse of that right at the beginning of this yes. clip before yeah, yeah, that was at Glory by Honor five night two uh, in like around <laughs> September of two thousand six in this building. He wrestled that match uh, like a forty minute match, I think, or fifty minute match with a separate shoulder. Okay. It's fantastic, I uh, watch that one. unbelievable. Then he lost the belt in this building. Uh, final battle two thousand six to Homicide, hometown hero. Yeah. Uh, nice, a great match. It was the the perfect end to the run with the belt. And so this is kind of his first uh, title ROH title match. Since that big heel run, he took some time off, got a got shoulder it. surgery, and then now he uh, uh, is, is back going and for people the belt. love yeah. him. And now it's the babyface run, basically. So, Stephen, mm. now with all of that said, uh, we're 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 somewhat into watching this this David versus Goliath type match. We just saw yeah. Morishima give uh, Danielson like a very Stan Hansen esque lariat. 
clothesline here. They're slapping the shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah. What do you think it's so far? When you were watching this, what are you thinking about this match? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, there is something that feels very like uh, very subdued about this match in a way. Like, uh, just like the matching, uh, you know, knee pads and uh, trunks uh, that they're wearing. Like, I don't, like that. It's, it sounds so dumb and pedestrian. I know this, but I'm just like, this feels boring. And I kind of felt that way, like pretty early feeling. on on this. I, I was like, oh, what's uh, what's going on? Also, this this uh, Morishima guy is huge for everybody who doesn't know. And there there is like a slower pace to this match. Looks I like feel a large like. baby man. I was like, yes. oh, like want this to pick up a little bit or, or be uh, like more more. I don't know. I, I had a I like feeling because this was so generally. good, you'd be bored. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably. I mean, yeah. Again, I've always said like I don't think I'm like a sophisticated wrestling viewer, so I don't know what's going on or very frequently. So I'm just kind of like waiting. Like that, you're an Augie Slam right there. That yeah. did nothing for you. Not really. On an emotional level. On an emotional level. Absolutely not. To me, everything about this match. It, this is like perfect psychology. Oh this yeah, just watching Danielson. Fantastic! Immediately, you were watching this. You get the story. This is a big guy, and this is the background of Morishima. He dominated after uh, Homicide won the belt. Very quickly into Homicide's reign, like a month or two in, Morishima comes in from Japan and just squashes him essentially. There's yeah. zero just- zero wasted motion, zero wasted moves in this match. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. single strike, every movement, every hold, every suplex, every anything that they do, it matters. And it means something. It's yes. so hard hitting. And so you've got Morishima, who's the dominant champion. Who can yeah. beat him? Here comes Brian Danielson. Maybe he can beat him. David and Goliath. Yeah. I'm going to go after his leg. I'm going to kick him in the leg a whole yeah. bunch. And it's just it's like such a clear strategy that executes. And I can't tell you what it was like in the building. I mean, it comes across a little bit on tape. But when he finally gets him down and he gets him down good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The place erupted. It was just like. It just came unglued, and there's a spot at the end that where he does the German suplex, where everybody was just like, "Oh God, you just Germaned him," and it was uh, I and can't. They sell the shit out of this match yeah. too, by the way. Like every, like I said, everything just looks like it. Meet, you're just not getting any of that, Steven? No, I mean, I mean, well, you know, like you, you said, like always, oh, like doing the working, the leg thing. Obviously, it's a David and Goliath match. I totally got that. I always find, I always find that weird though when it's like, oh, he's working the legs, working the wrist, or whatever. There's like some kind of injury. I don't know. There's something about that that like doesn't reign true with me. Maybe because I'm just disconnected with the fakeness of it or something like that. That like kind of drives me insane. Uh, and it's so like you don't think like in a fight, if strategy. I just kicked you in the leg a whole bunch, mm-hmm. and then eventually I kicked you in the leg so much you fell down and yeah. it hurt to stand up. Uh-huh. That doesn't like, <laughs> that doesn't like, give you an advantage. You're so baffled, I like this. Yeah. yeah, like how do you not? No, I mean, well. But yeah, yeah, this, yeah, is that's what, fine. this is what we deal with every week. Oh, this yeah. bullshit. I'm fine. Yeah, you guys, uh, I'm happy qu- hanging this whole thing up if you want. Like, uh, <laughs> like we showed him we showed him Hell in a Cell 1998, Mick Foley and The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. After the falls, his response was like, I don't really see how he's different from any other wrestler. I mean, yeah. I uh, stand by that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I uh, there's know. It's baffling. Well, there's uh, something yeah. about it that you go, like, I feel like that's disingenuous to say, like, oh, if I just kicked you in the leg over and over and over again in a fight, like, that would be something. Because this is fake. And it's staged and whatever. Come on, you have storytelling. Storytelling. It's fake. Okay. Every form of media is fake. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. Every movie is not real. Every Broadway play is not real. Uh, Every Every TV show is is not real. Yeah. So, what about all sports? All, well, this is not a sport, right? This is a hybrid of sports and entertainment in the way that sports entertainment it, <laughs> it uses a sports-like presentation mm-hmm. 
combined with uh, 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 like a uh, uh, narrative uh, element mm-hmm. uh, the, to create uh, uh, like a, it's a piece of theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like theater. if you watch this so like this you watch Friday Night Lights. Yeah. If you yeah. watch this like you watch a play or you watch any TV show like that uh-huh. German right there. Oh, yeah. The yeah that's great. Freaking, that's yeah. where the crowd really. Yeah. yeah that's an impressive. That's impressive. Elbows. Oh, oh yeah. these elbows are so fucking sick. Yeah. Look at this. It's they're j- oh, he's just so great. Yeah. I mean, that's I, the strongest of strong style mm. that hurt. That hurts. I don't care. That fucking hurts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's really giving him <laughs> I shots, remember, uh, yeah. yeah, it was this, it was like I think it was. No, I'll tell you exactly when it comes up. Uh, that, yeah, there we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it was finally like, so much he yeah, falls. and then it's this, which was Jesus. I everybody mean, loved this. Yeah. Just like stomping he's, him he's in the getting face. Some shots in Stephen when he's stomping on his neck and his face and his yeah. ears. That's and he's doing hurt. this with a, a legitimate detached retina. Yeah. You yeah. can see out of one eye. And I wanted to bring that up because Joey mentioned the detached retina and we've talked about hey. this uh, with uh, Vader. We've talked about the Vader detached mm-hmm. retina. Yeah. Steven, mm-hmm. I know you probably I, no, 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 don't no, no, believe no, 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 no. They said Vader's eye came out of its socket it and did. was hanging out of his face. Yes, yes. No, no, it did. You it can, was. You can watch it. I mean, do you? What do you not believe about it? That it that happened. can physically happen to no, a person? Sure. Uh, yeah. One, I don't believe it can physically but happen to a person. <laughs> but no, okay. the photos are just—he's got a swollen eye. Okay. It's not hanging well, out of his okay, face. Okay, what we're gonna do? We had we had some other stuff planned immediately after this. After we're done rating this, we're gonna Google that and we're gonna watch that clip. Oh, fine. Yeah. I will. I we can watch it again. We've seen it on previous things. It's just a swollen eye. You can say a detached retina is not the same as an eye hanging out of its socket, which is what you guys repeatedly claim. It's not like a like, cartoon. Like, okay. no, no, that's not. It's not. It's not. Even if your it eye is popped out a millimeter out of its socket, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's still yeah, no, more that's, than it should be out of its that's socket. That's detached. Ah, uh, yeah. You're yeah. detached. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's. A, I'm not. I'm not doubting he had an eye injury. I'm just saying you guys Daddy have a lot of falls on hyper. On this one, um, to go back to your point of like this is this is my how I ultimately feel about it, is, and I like I kind of want to hear what you think about it, is like uh, I feel like if, even if it's sports or entertainment or somewhere in the middle, like I feel like it fails at both. Uh, from the sports thing, it doesn't seem to be realistic to be good enough, and to me, the stories aren't good enough to be that compelling. That's so ridiculous. like how do you like so to you are That's are the stories compelling enough uh, or like, yes? I will say this: I don't love WWE, and I think a lot of the times their stories are not compelling to me. Yeah, and, uh, for sure. It's two story rather than just telling a story yeah, in a match. Yeah, I think yeah. they're very like simplistic and like almost like aimed at children, but not smart children, sure. like dumb yeah. children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I like fair. agree with uh, like I think WWE is a poor representation. But I think professional wrestling can tell really like they are simple stories in the way that all sports stories are simple, which is like, uh-huh. I'm trying to win. I'm trying not to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but 100%. it's like, there's a lot you can do with that. That's why sports have existed for millennia because yeah. all real sports have like stories attached to them. You root for, you have your favorite team, you have your favorite players. You want to see them do well. That goes through struggles, trials and tribulations. Right. You finally win the championship. The guy you've been rooting for finally wins the belt. Yeah. Or has a heartbreaking defeat, comes so close, but just can't quite do it. And this match to me is very much a story because mm-hmm. it's, it's not, they're not just doing it to do it. Like to me, this feels like, it feels like a battle. Yeah. It feels like a battle that has a story. Yeah. I buy, I mean, I buy that. I get it. It's very much of this, like a uh, David and, and Goliath story that we're watching and um, you know he's really trying to beat the odds uh, and he fails uh, and that's sad uh, yeah Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson I guess mm-hmm. uh, has lost at this point in the match we have it on the backgrounds everybody knows mm-hmm. uh, and it's all over and then he gives his little uh, his like closing speech that he, he failed everybody right 
Now, Stephen, what is your reaction when I tell you that the Wrestling Observer and Dave Meltzer named this the 2007 Match of the Year? Um, wow, that's interesting. Uh, I... I again, I I, I must I, I've I've always said I feel like I'm just not sophisticated enough to understand what's so great about this. It does feel very uh, plain, like I you know like vanilla. I I, yeah. I, I mean I, I I I can't argue. I guess if that's how you feel, I yeah. am struggling to even look at this and see how someone could find this plain or boring. Because when I watch this, even when I haven't watched it in years. Rewatching it, I was so transfixed, like I just couldn't what? keep my eyes away from the monitor. Like, and sometimes you know you're yeah. watching an okay match, and you can go on your phone or whatever. But this was like I can't step away yeah. from this. Well, what's spectacular about it to you? Like, re- what's match of the year about this to you? I'm, I'm curious. The drama of it, the mm-hmm. story of it, like, mm-hmm. like you, I just understand his mentality. The- I understand his exact headspace, mm-hmm. and I just like. Am there with him and see him fighting against these instrumental odds. The like roller coaster they take you on, where he's like, oh, he's kicking the leg. It's working. No, it's not. No, it's not. And then the oh, crowd maybe helps my work. big time. Too. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. The crowd makes it feel like a big fight. Like we're just seeing two titans go at each other. Hmm. And then it's so perfect. Oh wait, wait, he's got it. He can win. He can win. That false finish uh, where it's like the small package was unbelievable live. Where he just like because he won matches with that in the past. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like he could. This could be it. This could be it. And then it just. Everyone believes and it's taken when, away. It just took, takes you on like a dramatic a journey. Well, 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 I think that with, I mean, with any sort of like with any sort of sports thing, or in this case, sort of like a faux sports thing, like their struggle is our struggle. So, like, we're Daniel Bryan and Morishima is everything that we're trying to overcome and to achieve our goals. You know, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and it's like maybe maybe you're just not connecting with it on like that level. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just look at it as like yeah, my- two dudes in underwear <laughs> pretending to fight, then like I can understand the broad scope of like, oh, this this is the same as all other situations of two dudes in underwear playing to fight. But like if you look at a book, yeah. every book is just ink on paper. You know, you can simplify anything to like that point of just being boring. Like mm-hmm. a book can be boring to somebody just because it's a book. Like, yeah, makes sense to me. <laughs> Nick, uh, notorious reading. hater of books. I hate books. <laughs> you know what I would say too? I think this is a thing that a lot of non-wrestling fans have a problem with. I think wrestling for so long presented itself as uh, truth, like as like everything we're doing is yeah. real mm-hmm. and like kind of actively lied to its audience. I think people really hate being lied to. Mm-hmm. And there's that's something about that interesting, that yeah, that's a fair I point. think caused resentment where that's why so often people are like, you know, that's fake, right? You know, this is not real where mm-hmm. people don't do that to movies or TV shows, which never presented itself as like their suspension of disbelief, but it's never presented itself as like this has actually happened. This 100% is real. But wrestling yeah. did yeah. for so many years up until kind of the the 1980s was the first time publicly it was said by Vince McMahon. Totally. No, this steroids. is not real. Yeah. Yeah. But until then, even though everyone knew, everyone was like, no, it's real. It's real. It's real. It's and, real. and I yeah. guess that is such a such a, an excuse of almost like a bygone era where it's like it's something that people hold on to. Not that I'm necessarily you do this. This is me. Even, yeah. I mean, that. yeah. But, it, but it is. It is sort yeah, of like timey Stephen Pearl style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. 1990s. Here we go. Wrestling's <laughs> fine. Uh, but it's yeah, it is sort of a. Well, you know that's fake, right? The people yeah. almost yeah, like, love saying it's, it's so like, much. It's the it's ultimate like, trump card of just like, you know, like, like, is your response to that or like, is the response that they want out of you from that of like, oh, I never really thought of that. I guess I'm not going to watch anymore. Yeah, well, now do you, I'll, now I'll you tell you what, I'll tell you exactly what I care. Well, I tell you exactly what the thought process is. Like you say, oh, it's, uh, you know, the, the story that you're telling or whatever. I mean, I. 
well, okay, when I watched it when I was young, I never, or like I had to watch it with like my older stepbrother. Didn't like his older it. older brother used to beat him up. Never believed yeah, his older it. Brother, uh, I think that that's the root of this, is just like, like his older brother beat him up with Ric Flair moves, now he hates Ric Flair. Yeah, and you have an older that's brother. fair. Um, I, I never believed it when I was watching it. I was like, it doesn't seem like a real thing, and it was presented as a real thing. It was sold to me as a real thing, and that does always kind of bother me. I'm like, what is this? And then when you guys talk about it, and you're like, oh, isn't that impressive? Like those kicks and the, like the story and like the jumping. I'm like, but it's not real. Like, doesn't it bother you? And so I guess it's not what I'm looking. I'm not looking for you to guys go to, to go when people say that to go like, oh, yeah, I guess it's not. I shouldn't care. It's like I'm just going like, but it's not real. And it's an imitation of something that is real. I mean, you're describing real. all art, something that is an imitation yeah, of I guess a real I just, thing. I've For always sure. had trouble sure. understanding you but there not is giving a, yourself over to it. And but just there is a real version of it. Like, there it. is no real you know, Marvel universe. I don't get to be in that. So I can like, I guess I can give over to that so or whatever. Saying the real version of wrestling is what would you say? Mixed martial arts? Is that what you're, I mean, and yeah, this has I, come I could, up before too, I could say, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Something I mean, I like think that. They're very different in term and, uh, in way of like the wrestling world, like that doesn't translate to a real fight. If you were two guys fighting, you would never do any of the stuff. You no, do of wrestling. course no, not. Yeah. No, a real I mean, fight. So there's a lot of 450 splashes in fights. guys. Yeah. A real fight, a real <laughs> fight. Yeah. A real fight in like a UFC fight is like, it's enjoyable and it's cool and it's super impressive and it's athletic mm-hmm. and people are fucking tough. Right. But you can't get the same, give yourself over to it. Blissful enjoyment because you know, in a way, unless if you're like a fucking psychopath, like people, People are really getting hurt. Yeah. And I don't know. There's something wonderful about wrestling that while they're putting their bodies on the line and they are getting hurt and they're getting injured, there's something just wonderful about just giving yourself over to this is fucking crazy and it's spectacle, yeah. but I can mm-hmm. enjoy that. I know well, that they're not getting and hurt, you have the hurt. ability to amplify uh, the story and the I and guess the, the reality of it mm-hmm. or yeah. The, yeah, the drama of it in a way that it's like in a real fight. Uh, yeah, someone could just dominate really quickly, but it's like I like well, that yeah. could be boring or that well, could yeah. be interesting. It's like you can tell any story you want, you can like present it any way you want, you can like work a headlock for ten minutes and have it be <laughs> so. Yeah, like well, I feel like there's like a there's also like a vulnerability and safety thing to wrestling where like traditional sports you could be very very excited about one particular MMA fighter or one particular sports team you put their all into wanting them to win the championship wanting them to you know go all the way mm-hmm. and they could not win the title for a hundred years and you die in that time and never get a chance to see it uh, with professional wrestling <laughs> you might die within a hundred yeah. years Stephen yeah. I just want yeah, you to yeah. be aware happen to play uh, Red Sox fans with, yeah like, <laughs> with uh, with professional wrestling there is at least the idea of there being a creative hand that's going to take care of you and like hopefully the like the guys that you want to win are going to get their due the hard work will pay like off. yeah yeah and it's like you watch it like knowing that like probably that's going to happen so what you want to live in this namby pamby world where everything you want happens fuck you I that's not how the real world works turn into a conservative <laughs> i want to live in a world where nobody feels the need to use the term namby pamby uh, shut up uh, i was surprised it came out of my mouth too i'm not gross. gonna lie. okay so then uh then to me it sounds like uh that, that what you view um uh, wrestling as uh, this analogy may not be perfect, but I'm going to try it. I once saw uh, a circus and there was like a high wire act and they had like the ropes and stuff. And they were all, I felt like the, the high wire people were like really uh, performing that they sure, could of fall. Course. Yeah. That they like, oh, God, dangerous. And, and that's, like, the, that's the art of the work. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that's just work. Believe and yeah. care about you. Right. If yeah. so I think that you are imperfect or can fall or get mm-hmm. hurt, I'm like, uh, I really care. I'm invested. I hope you don't get hurt. Yeah. And when you do success, 
escalates all the better. Whereas if you just ran across the high wire, <laughs> that's like, just like right. that's like fuck you. <laughs> There's nothing that fuck you, Mister Perfect. Yeah, claim. Yeah. So it's yeah, so no struggle you, it's there. That. It's the yeah. it's, it's the, performance. Yeah. In uh-huh. the same way that like an actor is performing, mm. you don't just say your lines as quickly as possible. Uh, that's it's how like, I, I got to get it. all my yeah. lines. No, there's emotion behind it. You have to act. Well, that's fair. Like if there was, if every if there was one fighter or one wrestler or one sports team that won every single game like as a 100 to zero blowout eventually like you're gonna get bored and not care about that team like after Mm -hmm. you know a couple years or whatever but like with wrestling like just because it's creative they can sort of they can guarantee that theoretically matches are going to be even or there's going to be like a story to them that's not the same thing every or time. Or things will go back and forth. And like it's like time. you can sort of track it in a way that in reality there's not that guaranteed like flow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It just not doing anything. I don't know. I, I, I will say this. It, yeah. I don't think you've ever watched a wrestling match and this is what I'll say <laughs> you have always in your mind been like but it's not real so you're not uh, giving yourself over to yeah. the piece Forgiving. of media and just treating it for what it is which is like I'll just buy into it yeah. I'll just buy into it and just watch it mm-hmm. no intentions no judgment I'll mm-hmm. just accept it for what it is and see if I like it I think mm-hmm. you've always had that judgment and you've always like given maybe 50% of your uh, yeah. interest and investment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, and I've said this too before, but like one of my, one of the other things too is I feel like the way and this is in different things is different, but like a way like the way WWE is shot or whatever, it's like I can't be not taken out of it by like, you know, the kicks that don't actually connect or anything like that. Like, I feel like there's a lot of moments where it's easy to go like, no, it's not a real thing. Like, mm-hmm. you guys aren't making me. Oh, and I agree this. with you. There is there's elements of wrestling. And unfortunately, it's like, look, nothing's perfect. Sometimes mm-hmm. the suspension of disbelief will be lifted sure. in the same way. That's like, yeah, there are movies you can see the reflection of a boom. Right. right. Or like you can see like a bo- like. Yeah. You could just, you know, and that breaks it. But then you just get try to get back in. Obviously, uh-huh. like yep. we want to avoid flagrant uh, like, well, that kick 100 percent miss yeah. like yeah. shots. And that's on. I'll watch it. The director. I'll watch mm-hmm. a TV show and see somebody's like shirt crimped mm-hmm. and be like, well, there's a microphone under their shirt. But <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to yeah. hate the TV show. Yeah. yeah. For small things, you just have to get over it. Mm-hmm. And right. For yeah. big things, you just hope they don't happen. And sometimes they do happen, and then it is it does suck, and it takes your suspension. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, well, I think it's like all of us do sketch comedy. Like we definitely, when you're doing sketch or when you're watching sketch, you're looking at like the first unusual thing and a scene to laugh at. And like to us, the first unusual thing in you know Brian versus um, Morishima is uh, like, oh, this is a David versus Goliath fight, or like. That's like that, or like clearly this wrestler is bigger than this other wrestler. Mm-hmm. So that's like what we're tracking for the match. For you, maybe it's just oh, this is a wrestling match. So the first unusual thing, or this is fake. So the first unusual thing to me, is I'm looking for something interesting. And like I'm confusing the unusual thing with the base reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. looking and for I something get, interesting to happen. And I, like, yeah. That's all it ever is. I'm just like do something interesting. And I feel like I've seen a handful of stuff. What's interesting? Sometimes I know that hook, like the David Goliath thing. It, it doesn't always register and it doesn't always register for us either because it's not always clear. I know sometimes you're looking mm-hmm. for like that unusual thing that, yeah. that, that hook. And I know that in this match to me anyway, I mean to us, I think as wrestling fans, that's clear. Okay. Big guy versus little guy. I get it. He has to overcome. I do understand. And some of the matches you've seen, that hook isn't always apparent. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not always apparent to us. Yeah. In yeah. Sometimes, theory, sometimes it, it takes a minute or two. Be, yeah. Sometimes it's not. I understand that. But this, I feel like it's clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I got that angle. Yeah. Okay. I just, yeah. Like, uh, if, again, if I'm looking, if 
what I'm basing it on is like, is there something new or novel and impressive happening to in this? This one, you know, nothing new or novel or impressive was happening. It really yeah. does. Yeah, wow. I mean, I th- not even uh, that dive that he that Brian Danielson did into the, the audience. Crowd. Oh my seen god! It. I mean, I've seen stuff like that. I've seen oh, stuff yeah. like that. I've seen sure. stuff like that too. I've it watched a lot more yeah. wrestling than you, and I've I seen that a bunch. But the way he does that, the way he just throws himself into the crowd, it gets me every time. Yeah, come on, yeah. Look, because yeah. it, it's again, I think what I love about wrestling is it's not about how many flips you do or like it's the way you do it. You know what I mean? You can it's like little the emotion like behind this. it. The like yeah. just the slaps, the forearms, the kicks. Those are not hard things. I've seen everybody do that. Sure, but it's the sure. way it was executed. It's your style or the execution was or so however. great. Yeah. Well, it's like it, it's like mm. a, a slap in a wrestling match like could just be a move or it could be the slap that Shawn Michaels does to the Undertaker right before the Undertaker retires him. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's like those are still moves, but like one is more important than the other because one is just a move the other is like the dying moments of this wrestler's career as they're saying no to their own demise you know (laughs) wow that was poetic yeah yeah Yeah. wrestling is poetic steven (laughs) yeah steven yeah Yeah, all right i'll buy it uh all right so is it time to rate this uh this uh match of the year (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. all right (laughs) Match of the year two thousand seven. Uh, Nick, Joey? are you gonna start it off? Or we? Uh, what are we gonna rate it out of? Uh, I think detached retinas is the way. Detached to retinas. Oh, we still gotta. D- you mm. in this detached retina? Yeah, thing. and then we still have to do that. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give this uh, uh, Ring of Honor and like most indie stuff is kind of a blind spot for me. So I was really excited when you pitched this match, just because like I've never seen it before. Yeah, and I've heard so much good stuff about it, and like there's so much Ring of Honor stuff that like. I've entirely just seen like the echoes of it on dirt sheets. Sure. Like, I think I remember reading an article like my first like awareness of Ring of Honor was a very long editorial article on Raja WBF <laughs> from a guy who was complaining about how Samoa Joe was still champion after like a year. Oh, yeah. He had and, a like, two, uh, year long reign. Yeah. yeah and it was right. like it was like he'd been champion for a year and a half. And it was like just this editorial about a guy who like met like a, it was like it was around December and he met like a guy who was like a mall Santa and he was like <laughs> putting on his costume after the match to go be a, or before the match or whatever. And um, it was just like a conversation about how he, you know, deserved to be champion and like, Oh, like the reason he's champion is the that, mall Santa deserved to be. Champion. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, the Samojo deserved to be champion. I'm and like, and like the reason that he's champion for so long is like, so that when somebody takes it off of him, you love that person that much more or whatever. Sure, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I digress. Uh, this match was amazing. Daniel Bryan is uh, one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, I thought that like the story was very clear, and I think it really lives up to the hype. So like this is one hundred percent like a four point five out of five star thing for me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I'm always I'm kind of in the same boat with Joey. Over the last couple of years, I've been very eager to try and fill in more of the blanks of like ROH because I, I, I have not watched a ton of Ring of Honor mm-hmm. and I'm always impressed. Uh, and I've, I've been trying to pay attention a little more lately too, especially with all their crossover stuff they've been doing with New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a little easier to kind of get into it too because yeah. it's like, oh, cool. I get it. These guys are cross pollinating and wrestling company to company and storylines are getting interwoven and shit like the club is all over the place and you get more interested in this guy and that guy and this story and that feud and this past thing. Uh, I think this match is fantastic. I, I loved it. Uh, I, I'm almost 
no knowledge of of Morishima. Uh, I was very impressed by this guy. Like yeah, I said, very great. Stan Hansen esque. Yeah, I like that. He has a, I guess, a little bit of. A, there's a sad ending to him because I think he was brought yeah. in around this time yeah. as like this was uh, Noah sending him over. We want right. this guy to be the guy. ROH, can you season him? So Gabe Sapolsky was booking at the time had the idea mm-hmm. of like, well, let's give him a run with the belt. He was and around for like be, a year, a couple of year or two. Yeah, let's have him be a big monster. And he was really built up and really good. Everybody was like, this guy's going to be the guy. Never quite connected, I think, in Japan. Mm-hmm. And Noah uh, was faltering at the yeah. time. And then he had to retire, I think, uh, pretty recently. He retired in 2015 due to diabetes, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's very sad. So I think Morishima never lived up to his potential in, right. in a lot of ways. like Because you see these matches, the matches he had with Brian Danielson uh, in particular, were so good. And it's like, this guy can be the guy. Sure. And he just never quite when got it, it. It's really sad. He got a WWE tryout in like 2000. It was somewhere between 2009 and 2011, where um, they specifically said, like, his timing is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, somebody with that look just is, can't be on the same roster as a John Cena. And honestly, yeah. racism. I think they I, yeah. they looked at a Japanese guy and they're like, Americans won't like a Japanese person. Sure. Like, Which so. is great that I feel like even six years later, it's it's a much different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, It's a much different Definitely. story. Yeah. Well, I feel like if Morishima was coming up now, that guy would be on NXT next year. He'd he would be the, mo- he'd be the monster NXT champion yeah. for yeah. a year or something. I mean, and he would more than deserve it. I know he was like yeah. Harley Race's guy. Harley Race sure. pushed him really hard. Yeah, uh, yeah. WWE. yeah, WWE, like 08, 09, even 10 like even coming into this next part of the of the 2000s the next decade uh yeah they were still on the tail end of like the we need the fucking the yeah. the mason ryan style mm-hmm. body yeah. type i get it yeah, yeah like and in a world where there's mason ryan like where they're looking for mason ryan even if morishima is the best wrestler in the world they're not going to sign him just based on him not yeah. looking like mason ryan. But now you look at wwe now and uh tyler black versus john moxley is uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, what? crazy and you can see el generico versus shinsuke nakamura <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. you can see, you can see, um, uh, we just, we just got that talk about this. You could see El Generico's protege. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. El Generico is in Yeah, Mexico. like rest El Generico, peace, rest in maybe. peace. He was killed by Kevin Owens. Uh, and he's either helping kids or he's dead. We don't know. Yeah. One of this is such a aside, but I was recently rewatching like, uh, El Generico's exit from PWG. Yeah. And that speech is so legitimately funny. Oh, like yeah. Very sweet. Where he built a, everyone's in the ring. He's like, I've been lying to you people in like broken English for all these years. I, it's time to tell you the truth. My name is not El Generico. My real name is El Generico. Uh, <laughs> I live in Mexico and I have to go tend to the orphans now. Yeah, that's great. And, and he went away so off great. into yeah. the sunset and he's a fucking hero, Steven. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I buy it. I, he's I, a folk hero. Anyway, I love Daniel Bryan, love Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. love the guy. We've already sung his praises. He's amazing. This is an, uh, a, a fantastic match. He's great. He's still in his prime here, really, although mm-hmm. not, but it, but is, but he's like always been his prime. I Daniel, don't know. Uh, <laughs> Brian Danielson's prime has been from 2006 to 2016. Isn't that the, the crazy yeah. thing? It's almost like, where is his? It's just the entire decade. I mean, yeah. the Wrestling Observer renamed the Best Technical Wrestler Award the uh, Brian Danielson uh, Award. There you yeah. have it. He won it. I want to say like seven, do eight you, times in a row. Jesus. Do you think he'll ever? Do you think he'll ever like have one last match? No, I think he's done. Although he's a hundred percent done in WWE. I don't think yes. they'll ever, ever, yeah. ever let him wrestle again. Yeah, and. You could argue, and I think it, it may be the best for him. It does it is. if he wants to. I think if he got enough. I don't want to say convincing from doctors. Like if he mm-hmm. really pursued it and went to doctors, I think he would do 
And Doctor was like, you're okay. Yeah, you if can it was like it. three years from now and he was like, I'm going to have one more indie match. He would do it. it. Yeah, I think it could. Um, I, I give mean, this a 4.8 out of 5, by the way. Yes. I think this is a fan-fucking-tastic match. Um, uh, Stephen, uh, Daniel Bryanson, he um, retired, I think it was either earlier this year or late last year. Yeah, did you know that Brian, um, Daniel Bryan is retired now? I didn't know that. Yeah, you retired. Well, uh, it was one yeah. of the best uh, moments, <laughs> I think, up. in wrestling history. Yeah, I, cr- was, I cried. I cried yeah. during his retirement speech. It was, it was I absolutely had tears. Uh, concussions. Uh, it was, uh, oh, concussions. no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Damn it. Those yeah. make me really sad. And it was a as much as I fucking hate wrestling, that really like breaks my heart. Well, it was a combination of some doctors said, you can still wrestle. And yeah. he was like holding on. I can still wrestle. WWE's doctor said, no, you absolutely can't. Yeah. And so it was. And then he would he would fight and be like, well, I got this doctor said I could. And this doctor said I could. And then they had him take a test. And it was just like, maybe you were not seeing the signs of it. And he like it had to come to terms with like, maybe it isn't for the best. And he had to relinquish a belt twice. Yeah. yeah. He's like, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe even if I could be wrestling, I shouldn't be wrestling because I'm married and I want to have kids and I yeah. want to start a family. Yep. And he is Brian Jansen. I don't know him as a person but every interview i've read with him and everything i've read about him he's the nicest sweetest man yeah. oh yeah he's a vegan he loves the outdoors okay. which goes back to that authenticity <laughs> that we yeah. mentioned that somehow well, is tangible as i think like he's he's mm-hmm. he comes across as authentic because he's authentic well, he's, he's, a just real guy, yeah. well, he's just a fucking guy who's really talented in the ring well i, I think that like uh i was gonna say it earlier in the match but we, we got sort of sidetracked like I think that the appeal of Brian Danielson is that he wrestles with the intensity of somebody like the Ultimate Warrior, but instead of it being fueled by like you know steroids cocaine. and cocaine, <laughs> it's fueled by unbridled passion to be the best at his favorite thing in the world. And I yeah. think like and that like man, comes across. Yeah, he's yep. the man of the new millennium. Like that's what people I think of this generation like is someone who's passionate about the thing that they love mm-hmm. yeah. and wants to pursue it at all costs and will travel yeah. across the world to achieve their dreams. Yeah, who's yeah. larger than life but can also seem approachable. Yeah. You know? Sure, like yeah. a real person, a real fucking yeah. person. I get it. So yeah, you would keep continue with your reviews. I that. Oh yeah, no, I would. I would give this match a full five stars. I think uh, that's fair. I Dave Meltzer rated it uh, four and three quarter stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a like. It, was it's that very the, slight. Was uh, that the classic like? If it was in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's also <laughs> like, look, uh, are you going to quibble with someone giving something an A versus an A plus? It's like no, whatever. <laughs> right. It's like it's a fantastic match to me. If this isn't the best match I've ever seen live, it's in the top three or yeah. five. I, I love it to death. I can't imagine if if I were there like how mm-hmm. you were live. I can't imagine this not being one of the absolute top three live matches yeah. you've ever seen. And I'll say it was that. followed by uh, Jay and Mark Briscoe versus Kevin Steen and El Generico. Oh, <laughs> which was great. A, a phenomenal feud in ROH. And yeah. really put uh, both Kevin Steen and El Generico on my radar. I bet that was the radar of the ROH too. fans. And it was just incredible. Wait, Their whole feud is fantastic. Wait, this match wasn't the main event? No, no. that's what's great. This what? Was no, this the main event. Or it was technically co-main event. They had it was like the tag title match went on last out of respect for that's how good Jay and Mark Briscoe versus El Generico and Kevin Steen was. Right. Was uh, that was that's the match insane. With even a little bit more excitement. Yeah. And the match uh, right before that before this one mm-hmm. was Claudio versus Chris Hero. Yes, yeah. And to uh, Cesaro in the middle of their Chris Hero. Uh, that's feud. Un- God, Ring of Honor. I should watch more Ring of Honor. That's yeah, an I mean, amazing this card. Period, if you like what's going on in WWE now or and WWE in the past couple years, 
ROH circa 2006 to 2009 yeah. is right up your alley. The WG, same, right same up show, your alley. Same show you mentioned Austin Aries. Austin Aries defeated Roderick Strong and Jack Evans during the show. Mm-hmm. In a triple wow. Like, th- this card is ridiculous. That was a very fun match, I remember. Yeah. Uh, God, yeah. ROH in this time period. To me, the time period of ROH from 2006 to 2008 was just so great. Was really fantastic, and obviously they did great stuff in 2009, 2010. Right, uh, Stephen, we haven't heard from you in I think 23 minutes. Yeah. What, what do you think? I'll let you guys go. Uh, you know, this is for you. Uh, <laughs> so you guys to have yeah, an opportunity to talk about uh, wrestling. Good. Um, yeah, uh, you know, like I said, this uh, this match it didn't it didn't show me something new in my opinion. Uh, again, I'll always admit that I can't. I might not be sophisticated enough to understand that it is new and great. What? Have we cracked open anything for you at all? In, um, in the conversation no, it's, here? Inter- it's interesting that you're saying like I just haven't given over. to to it and I feel like I've tried to do that once or twice before and it's just I, I can't I haven't tried hard enough can I ask you a question please have you ever seen wrestling live uh Yes, uh, I was very young and I don't mm-hmm. remember it, and I didn't care. Been then. meaning to, yeah. to do a live episode. I think you'd take him to a PWG show. Yeah, uh, we've been well, trying we to, tried the last trying to, to get tickets. tickets. Mm-hmm. We've been mm-hmm. trying to get tickets. I think there was one where it was like I thought tickets were on sale at eight a.m. They were on sale at oh, 8, no, PM. It's 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Like eight p.m. Is, I had a show at eight p.m. Mm-hmm. So I was literally backstage, like yeah. about when I was about to go on, being like, "Come on, come on, come on!" And, and obviously, there's a seconds. there's a shit ton of SoCal wrestling we can go to. I just want to make sure we take you to the right thing. Yeah, PWG is the thing to go. Yeah, I mean, look, just show up at Bola that's in like two weekends just show up there's three shows just you'll get in the building yeah, just show up you'll find a way in that's just true. show up get just this sh- guy in just show up not, give, we'll have give a Super great Dragon episode. $200 and he'll yeah. squeeze you in <laughs> we'll call up Cody Rhodes we'll get yeah. in if not we'll have a great episode of us trying to break in um, alright so what are you thinking yeah so uh, so yeah so uh, so that yeah n- nothing nothing new that it like excited me as far as moves go I will say that those two these two guys uh, were uh, athletic and impressive uh, wrestlers, uh, especially uh, the larger guy, large Morish- baby man, Morishima, Takeshi large Morishima. baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he was uh, he was more athletic. Uh, especially I noticed as the the match went on, I was like, oh no, is this going to be like a sad Andre the Giant thing where it's like, <laughs> don't make him wrestle. He doesn't want to do this. No, he uh, wants to do it. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. yeah, he did a good job. Uh, so he did a good job. So uh, uh, although I'm impressed with the, their athleticism and skill and some of the stuff I saw, mm-hmm. overall it wasn't anything new and it didn't excite me a whole lot. So it's a two detached retina match. <clears throat> wow, you have hate in your heart. Uh, <laughs> you are a okay. Well, dark person. Person. Well, okay, what if uh, what if it was in the Tokyo Dome? Yeah. Oh yeah. Five. Five. Star. <laughs> yeah. You throw a ladder in here and you put oh, it in the yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a blow up doll. What do you think? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, now we're really getting somewhere. All right, so that's uh, right. a. I, our intern will email us the rating for that, and we'll post it on the whatever yep. this thing. Mm-hmm. Great um, stuff. Okay, so um, we uh, had something that we were going to do after this, but because uh, I really want Stephen to see it, and I feel like this is the time, uh, we're going to show uh, Stephen and everybody the clip of Stan Hansen versus Vader, where Stan Hansen really? stiffed Vader in the face. We don't have time so for this. Hard. Are you serious? Yeah, let's just do it. Let's do it instead of the other thing. Where Stan Hansen. <laughs> Uh, hit Vader in the face so hard that his eyeball came out of his socket and Vader had to put the eyeball back in during the match and continue the match.
puff out like that. Okay. Uh, so uh, black guys don't happen immediately. So we just stopped. It takes so we just stopped. Stopped. Just, all right. We've we been arguing about this, folks. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. We just showed Steve that clip. We have to do this again. And uh, we're on Team Vader's eye fell out of his oh, socket. Totally. totally. Team Vader's eye fell yeah, out. It's not uh-huh. up for discussion. It's our, just a thing that happened. It's all not right. rocket sigh. Ince. Christ. Uh, all right. You know, uh, again, I, I want somebody to actually. Here's here's the claim. Okay. Here's the claim. His eye socket, his eye fell out of its socket. Mm-hmm. Somebody send me a good photo of that and I'll buy it. Uh, the video, I don't buy it. It's not out of his face. He's got a, he's got swelling. Right. That I, does happen pretty I, fast. I think that that's you're, boxing. I mean, it's, that's proof it happened I pretty think fast. Come on. I think that so, what you're expecting is different. Like, yeah. I think that you guys say his, no, it's no. not like fell Whoa. out of his like yeah, hanging no. out, no, yeah. like thread, like his, like it, it wasn't hanging out of his eye. It's just, it's like your eye socket is not. This is your eyelid. Your eye socket is where your eye sits. It fell out of his eye socket, but was still within his eye, like lid. So sure. he had. So when he pushed it back in, he was pushing it back into the socket. But like it was out enough. And again, I don't All know right. if it's from the elbow or like if Stan Hansen during that moment where he was like, it looked like he had his fingers there. Yeah, uh, the moment where they were dirty moment. Yeah, it I'm sure that was like, like oh fuck, something's wrong with my eye. Because yeah. I totally believe an elbow I do does too. it versus like sure. I don't think he'd be digging at his no, eye no unless there. if he yeah. somehow like no. tripped and his yeah, fucking finger went into yes. his eye okay so fine uh, if you guys if this will make you guys very happy I will concede on this point doesn't but make me happy I want to say the first time you described it Joey you literally described it as his eye hanging out of his head and I will find that audio and play it for you because right. you literally described it as his eye was dangling out of his face and that's not what happened is that what, what you happened. wanted do you want like no, torture porn want- do you want <laughs> Violent buddy. No, no, I don't want that. That's guys, not what guys, I'm saying. Uh, you, you should love. And you should bullshit. love stuff films. You should that's love stuff bullshit. films. I do podcasts. You guys are insane. Oh my god, god insane. Special you guys guest. Are so uh, invested in this reality. Special guest. This guy that I met yourself. at the docks. Who's got a really cool video uh, of uh, puppy that, being stomped. He to death. also doesn't think that uh, blood is real when people blade. That's not what I said. Also, <laughs> that's not what I said either. My my views are being totally distorted here. So what do you what do you really think? I said I would bet that I bet that it's less frequent than. Uh, especially in WWE, I think blading is less well, frequent and yes. blood is more likely fake. We've already no, you there, said that. If you see blood, it is real blood. There is no fake blood. I don't buy it. Well, I, I, you don't, yeah. I, guess I don't have to. Sometimes. Sometimes I don't have any yeah. blood that comes like from external forces is 100% real. That's mm-hmm. just how wrestling is. Well, like we had, now? Like we had, uh, yes. yeah, now, because yeah. they don't do blading now, right? Well, no, in, in, yeah. WWE. in WWE, right, you do not blade unless right. you are a big enough star where you blade Brock and then Lesner. you just pay the fine. Like right. Brock, Brock I, I yeah, like believe, Triple H yes, or whatever. For, yeah. for, for WWE now, I believe it. Uh, for a previous We've generation seen. of W, yeah, for, for a previous generation of WWE where there was very frequent bleeding and it, it was constant bleeding. I don't believe that there was as much blading as you guys think happens. I mean, every time you see blood, it is someone blading like well, this. Well, guys, plenty of guys got busted open the hard way. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when Matt McCarthy was uh, on our show, Matt McCarthy, former WWE writer, mm-hmm. was on our show a few weeks ago, and he specifically pointed out the point in the Hell in a Cell match of like, oh, that's when he, that's when he bladed. Yeah. Oh, that's him handing see, a razor. Yeah, Michael, whoop, like yeah. this, yeah, it's just like, zip across yeah. the forehead. Yeah, that's yeah, why when that. you see a lot of older pro wrestlers, you see a very scarred up forehead right. because they cut themselves in the that's forehead. That's why Devon looks like Guys, I'm not doubting it. I'm not saying it never happens. 
I can't. I can't believe. So you're saying it's imp- you don't. Think- I can't believe that when you're presented with three people who are passionate about the industry, know a lot about it, and are like, it's not like it, you it don't doesn't make it more exciting. You don't fact, think it's it makes wrestling barbaric, to- yeah. but it's like three people who are like, this is how it is, and you're like, I refuse to believe. You're, you're like you're someone saying- who doesn't believe climate change you, over here. No, that's a good point. Climate's yeah, just like climate change. You don't, you have don't to think prove it's possible. You're good you're as wrong. scientists. You don't We're think it's at least as good as science. You don't think it's you studied Yes. Oh my god. I know what is true. Okay, yeah. All right. And and then I'm like climate change. You should no longer have to prove why you should like wrestling. It's we all like wrestling. What's wrong with you, man? (laughs) I mean, that's that's starting next week. Yeah, we can definitely start that up. We're changing formats, baby. (laughs) Yeah, that's fun. So, so Joey, now that we've done this, what's next? Okay, what's next? On a scale of one to five, how real is that five? Five, yeah. Great, all right, good. Believe thing in reality. Um, Two eleven. His, his um, eye was rolling across the floor. It was insane. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, uh, we can um, uh, actually. No, we'll just we'll buzz past this Daniel Bryan clip, and we'll uh, we'll just do that some future episode. Uh, honestly, didn't know. Just yeah, real quick. I mean, we can yeah. Well, cut it cut it in real quick. We'll have a five minute talk on it. It'll okay, be great. So yeah, tell us what this clip is. We'll throw to go. Okay, great. Um, we also showed Stephen the clip. Daniel Bryan makes an important decision for Monday Night Raw on January thirteenth, two thousand fourteen. When Brian Danielson signed with the WWE, they changed his ring name to Daniel Bryan. Within a few years, he became one of the most beloved wrestlers on the roster. This moment, when he turns on the Wyatt family in a steel cage, is a moment of crowd passion that perhaps hasn't been seen since Stone Cold Steve Austin in the late 90s. Personally, I've watched this clip a few dozen times, and it still gives me goosebumps. So let's cut a out. bit of that. about things you're not qualified to talk about? Us too. The Dumb Nerds Podcast, a show where comedians talk about smart topics they're too dumb for. Every week, your host, that's me, Cassie Jerkins, invites a new funny guest on to get down and nerdy. Laugh and learn about topics like how to buy a house, the Terminator movies, and the Titanic. Check out Dumb Nerds today on your favorite podcast app. That's like uh, maybe the most over that any wrestler has ever been. In that yeah. company in a long ass yes. time. Now, yeah. Yeah. now we skipped, obviously, a shit ton before that, and mm-hmm. you haven't seen a shit ton after that. But just to show you from American Dragon, Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. wrestling in above the Hammerstein Ballroom mm-hmm. into... This guy is so fucking over. This is on Monday Night Raw yeah. on the USA Network, and and look at this crowd reaction. And yeah. people love this guy. It, yeah. It's 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 quite a fascinating, awesome difference. Well, the, the, just going off of what Brian was saying, uh, Daniel Bryan is somebody that like for years people didn't think that he could possibly connect with the audience. People thought he was boring. People thought he didn't have charisma. They were looking at like a lot of other wrestlers to kind of be their next rock. Yep. And like this was a moment specifically where like Daniel Bryan had been. He'd been, he like he was the champion for um, six months before this for like a day or two, lost the title, had kind of a storyline where he was chasing the title for a little bit, lost that lost that feud. And then shortly after that, mm-hmm. this was kind of his demotion moment of him, like joining the Wyatt family. And it yeah. was like, oh, maybe WrestleMania, he'll wrestle Bray Wyatt, the leader of the Wyatt family or something. Right. And then um, the audience, I forget exactly why it happened, but I think it was like he was just so popular and the audience wouldn't let go. Like they were like 
derailing segments to chant his name. And this stuff was like during the yeah, beginning, yeah. I believe, of the audience. I believe the raw. I believe the intention was they were trying to turn him heel. Yeah, uh, they were again. So they put him with the Wyatts, uh, but people didn't want to accept. I think him it lasted for maybe two. Yeah, weeks. yeah, and the, the, that led to this quick segment where they turned him back into a babyface. Yeah, people yeah. didn't want to boo him. Yeah, I think Hijack Raw happened shortly after this. I believe right? it's like, it's like a month it was after the next this. Week where like they wouldn't stop cheering for him when everyone was it in the ring. Feels about right, yeah. And like then, it was yeah. the point where like when The Rock was in the ring, The Rock wouldn't be able to get words out because the audience would be chanting Daniel Bryan yeah, at mm-hmm. The Rock or yeah. his chant. Like, yeah. 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 How dare they? That's how, no, no, that was it's fine. That's how bad they wanted Daniel Bryan to happen and mm-hmm. deservedly. Essentially, so. it would be like if you were watching Saturday Night Live and people were just like Michael Che, <laughs> <laughs> like constantly whenever That'd he wasn't insane. on. Screen. That'd be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is but, uh, because that's real cool men's rights guys in the audience that are just like yeah, they're just like that what happen. a lady sketch get out of here yeah. Michael J talking about your periods yeah yeah like. uh, yeah very fun um yeah I mean this is a cool turn I I, I I do know a little bit about the Wyatt family I'm not a big fan of it uh, just in general it sounds I mean I guess that they're supposed to be bad so great they did their job um, you know you're so dismissive about isn't everything he the worst? yeah he is it sucks <laughs> well right, I'm not, I'm not supposed dismissive. to like them right isn't that the thing yeah, but you're like, oh, I guess they're supposed to be bad. It's like, who talks about a thing like that? It's like, oh, they're the bad guys. Well, it's tough. Like, I've, I've tried to explain <laughs> yeah, to him that he's, like, he's turning <laughs> wrestling into like a straw man argument mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah. he just tries to turn into like, oh, it's just some like dumb guy with scars who's like, oh, I'm a wrestler. Yeah, like, it, it's like you could do that with anything. Exactly. Yeah. I could do that with Star Wars and be like, oh, it's just like people with lasers shooting at each oh, other. Oh, like, fucking metal yeah. guy with a. I don't know how I did that. It's just fucking. did their job well of being bad guys. How am I saying? It's just running a fucking marathon. Look at me. I'm using my legs. I'm you, running a marathon. You said they were, oh, I guess they're supposed to be the bad guys. Anyone who was watching it could tell it's like, they are the bad guys in this situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, so yeah. It's like, what do you, by even but saying they're they, supposed to be, no. it's like, I couldn't tell. I don't know. Maybe. I it guess they're like supposed to be. A distance between I feel yourself like cho- and I feel like yeah. you've chosen not to like me and my opinion on no, this and really read true. into this. Not I just, I was just saying they're the bad guys. I said, I said, I didn't like the Wyatt family and I don't. And then I was like, well, good. Like they did their job right. I'm being a mark. I'm that's not what you said, and that was not your tone. No. When it's like, I said I did. <laughs> like, like you said, that you you say regularly that you you hate uncommitted improv, and you hate people that like like things ironically. And like what you're doing is you're like un, you're being an uncommitted fan, or you're like I'm not. Or a fan. Just like I've never been a fan. But it's like you know, I'm but, saying they did but, their job of but, not. But you know being what I'm like, like, you know saying? They're supposed to be the bad guys, I guess. But they you know did what I'm talking job. about? It's like if somebody started an improv scene with like, oh, I guess we're like in a taxi or whatever. Anyway, like ding ding, take me to the city. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> we were only we were only going to spend five minutes on it anyway. I'm being attacked for just saying that they did their job. You're being insulting and dismissive when I, you say how, it. How? I said they did their job. Right. How is that okay. insulting and dismissive? Well, okay. Stephen, are I, you insane? I'll say oh this. I'll say this. Stephen, I guess you're doing your job. <laughs> you're like, I guess and this is a podcast. You're supposed to be recording a podcast, and I, I guess you're doing your job. I buy yeah, yeah. It. Great job. I didn't express the nuance I felt about it because I know some people like the bad guys. And so I, I get like, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to love them or hate them because they're bad guys or not. Do I know you Nick, have an opinion? I know Nick, you hate them. I know Nick really likes a lot of bad guys. I do not like I the do. Wyatt family. I know they're bad guys. I believe you like them. I do. So I just said, I kind of flippantly passed through it. Mainly just because I didn't know how to take this apart. Like, that's really mm. all that happened. Mm. And I just don't understand why it's that big of a deal. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. All right, anyway, whatever. So, yeah, cool. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Captain, 
Captain Fantastic turned evil, uh, turned a hero. He's That's good, great. Though. I love him. Uh, congratulations, Biggest Daniel Bryan. The Attitude Era. That was, it, was, it, was, it was cool. I liked the moment. Did you like yeah. the yes? I really did. did. It was cool. Wouldn't that be a cool thing to like, be a part of live? Like yes. The, the yes chant? Of course it would be. Everybody, yeah. That'd be yeah. Cool. So you're saying that you love wrestling now? Sure. <laughs> I love yeah. wrestling. Oh, I'm so defeated off. by just fuck like off. everything that's happened. Oh, God. Oh, okay, so, I mean, I, I give that moment five yeses. Oh, that's a 10 out of five. It's a great moment. I think it's so only cool. marred by the fact that it was sort of like, it's great in a vacuum, but kind of led to nothing. And it was just like, yeah. okay. Well, yeah, it was yeah. very much like, oh, we built toward him being a member of the Wyatt family. Never mind. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It, it, uh, as a storyline, built yes. to absolutely nothing. Yeah. It only hurt and derailed and mm-hmm. buried Wyatt for yeah. longer. The the moment is great because it feels like a moment where it's like, oh, they're actually paying attention to their audience and yeah. responding to their yeah. audience as opposed to how they normally book, which is they do whatever Vince well, not, McMahon wants. And Daniel well, Bryan not, not, did go on to get what he deserved. Mm-hmm. Well, and not the storyline itself nothing no. not just they're paying attention to their audience but like a common complaint for a lot of people with daniel bryan was that he wasn't over but the chant was over just like just going Which is yes ridiculous. yes no that's, yes, they're fun they're flat out but like this was the first moment i think where people point to like oh no they're like paying attention to his every move yeah. and like they're like they're like matching yeah. how he's doing it that's like that's not just hey we're doing a fun chant that's like no we love this yeah. and if anybody did say that prior to this Okay, maybe you have an argument, but after this clip, there's yeah, it's no, like, no way yeah, you that you guy an is over. Prior to this, when they tried to get like big shows, yeah. like, you you know, could. This, it's like no one wanted to do it for him because it's not his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're saying like Austin 316 said, I just whooped your ass. It's like, well, it's just the 316 that's over. It's like, no, it's no, not. Yeah, it's like, crazy. That he said it and he's doing it. And that's so in character. Like CM Punk 316 says Pepsi's yeah, cool. You couldn't just have yeah. like, imagine if they had like, like Mason uh, Ryan. Mosh 316 just and said the headbanger. Oh, yeah. we all love it would never Mosh. Work. And yeah. in between those yeses, it's like the silence in between. Yeah, it's one. amazing. It's, like, it's so weird. It's crazy. You're a fucking pin drop. Yeah, that's so, a guy who is an A plus uh, star. He is oh yeah. the mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Did he shave after that. Nope, nope. Mm-hmm. He never shaved again in his entire life. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if that. Well, you guys said he was leading up to the Wyatt family. That was only like two weeks. I just assumed that was a he was a longtime member of the Wyatt no. family type. No, of thing. no uh, beards was beard. beards okay. was the career. Brian, uh, Brian Danielson's beard is very fascinating because he went through a period where, <laughs> it is. Uh, if you look on the in ROH in like 2004, 2005, uh, well, obviously when he was younger, he had it was clean shaven. Yeah, then he grew bald, bald, head, yeah. bald head hobo beard, and he looked like a hobo, very thick, very long beard. Oh, yeah, I think like I heard that as like technical wrestling wizard. I think is like mm-hmm. what he sort of called it. Yes, and he would. That was a period where he would do the airplane spin a lot. He yeah, the airplane spin over, and he would just spin around like 50 <laughs> times, and everyone would chant, and that was really big. Shaved first title run in ROH, shaved bald head, no facial hair. Mm-hmm. It was that. 2008, shaggier hair, kind of a little bit of a beard, but mm-hmm. still maintained. Then I think goes to WWE, you know, like still has the Very hair, short. shaggy hair, short, but it's short. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of shag to a clean shave, and then he's growing the beard. So his beard has gone through mm-hmm. a real roller coaster. And if you've been a longtime fan of the American Dragon, Brian Danison, you've seen his face <laughs> in all different <laughs> configurations. Yeah. Yeah. And I love all of them. He's, yeah, like, he's like a fucking, he's like that magnetic beard game. What the hell was that thing? Uh, yes. W- I don't Wooly know something, Wooly Wooly or something. Wooly 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 Wooly. I think it's uh, yeah. If, uh, if you um, <laughs> if you know what that game's called, be f- feel free and send us a send us a tweet um, at YSLW podcast hashtag Wooly Wooly. Really appreciate Skinner. it. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so um, if you're a wrestling fan and you have questions for Steven, or if you're not a wrestling fan and you have questions for Nick and I, shoot us an email at youshouldloverwrestling at gmail.com or send us a tweet at YSLW Podcast. We spent a good portion of this episode trying to convince Steven to love wrestling. Now here's the part of the episode where Steven tries to convince us to love something. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. So the thing I think you guys should love uh, this episode is poke. Poke, love um, it. Have you had poke before? I love poke. Uh, please try some. We've got that's uh, sweet salmon that uh, Matthew Brian Cohen is personally uh, trying out. There's a spicy tuna on that side that just Joey got. Yeah. And Nick, so you can pick, uh, take your choice. I'm taking two. Um, I recently did, I discovered poke only like two years ago. I'm a pescatarian, so I don't eat uh, like most meat. Uh, and this is like super great. This is uh, delicious. Everybody, really good, right? everybody chew directly into the microphone. Huh? Where's this poke from? This is from Ohana Poke Company, uh, and they're up on uh, Sunset. And there's, I think there's also one in Silver Lake. Everybody's like really going back for it. Oh, yeah. Dude, don't put this in front of me. I know. It's, uh, it's lunchtime, and I'm sure everybody's starving. Um, and I just think you guys should check it out. It's like raw marinated fish. It's super good. I had no idea how delicious it was, and I felt like kind of betrayed by my parents for never me- introducing me to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I've been to Hawaii a couple times, and it's like, why didn't we ever do poke? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think everybody should check out and try poke. And also, As a matter of fact, I'm currently checking my poke bar loyalty card. <laughs> And Where is I, uh, it's, on, it's on a Ventura. Okay, I don't know that one. Sherman Oaks. Oh, is that? Okay, and, yeah, that's why. Uh, I've, got, I've got five here, so I need five more. And after I purchase my 10th bowl, I'll get one for free. Oh, nice. that'll be. And that'll be a truly special day for you. Oh, I'm going to be so excited. Yeah, so uh, yeah, just check out, uh, you know, marinated uh, raw tuna, guys. That's you know, Hawaii has a very rich tradition of professional wrestling. I do know yeah. that. They do. I do know that. Um, but that's not what this is about. <laughs> uh, we, uh, it's sort of more about, like, the you fish. You don't like the fish. <laughs> just just uh, <laughs> should we go around the circle? And review Poke. Uh-huh. Okay, Nick, oh, you want to start? Poke gets a fucking 25 out of 5 for me. I love Poke. Hi, uh, Matt, feel free to review. Yeah, it's 5-star Poke. That's a 5-star Poke. damn good. I mean, you know, I mean, I guess it's like good Poke or whatever. <laughs> I you know I get what it was trying to it do. It's trying yeah. to be delicious or whatever. Yeah, yeah like, I, I mean, guess I it's get... supposed to be spicy mayo and it does its job. Yeah, you know. I wasn't 100% sure if it's trying to be food you know. or not. I but guess it's like, I know, like, I know that you, I, like, I know that you like Poke and like, you've like mentioned it a couple of yeah, times. As a non-Poke like fan trying to express his appreciation for Poke, I understand that and I accept your, 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 your way of speaking about it. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> I hate, I I hate you so you much. Uh, okay, uh, seven feet tall, Stephen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm seven <laughs> feet tall. Him. Yeah, I. It's gonna take a lot of poke to get these guns. If, if uh, three uh, poke chefs told you this is how they made poke, would you be like, well, how do you know for sure? I don't know if this is how poke is made. I'm not 100 percent on that. Yet. Well, you're not a professional you're wrestler. Not there's a chance. You're not a professional wrestler. Three people who have eaten a lot of poke and have uh, said, I love poke. I poke scientists. Also, I'm a professional wrestler <laughs> also check out our new band that we just started the poke scientists yeah, the, the, the poke men poke boys oh boy yeah, yeah. Well, uh really anyway uh i give that zero because i hate you okay uh, <laughs> that's fine thanks for the poke <laughs> yeah, yeah um Great. Um, so, uh, uh, Matthew, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, um, man. Where can, we, where can we find you on uh, social media? Sure. Uh, my Twitter is uh, the Matthew Cohen. M a t t h u w c o h e n. Was Great. there like was regular Matthew Cohen taken? Uh, it's a very <laughs> common name. You uh, mean at regular Matthew uh, Cohen? Yeah. I kind of want to change it you to that now. <laughs> right now. Uh, but yeah, so I don't even know if I even checked. I just was like, let me go with the. That's mm, yeah, that's fair. It feels special. Brian Kendrick move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, uh, when he started doing that, I was like, I love this. Isn't and I, it great? I don't know if I kind of had that in my head before he started doing, or if he 
got that idea in my head to do like the. I think the you got that name. idea in his head. Yeah, I think that's definitely. Like, you're welcome. I, feel like, like, I, think, my, I think my Facebook like hashtag slash URL is like Kick Joey Kick, just because <laughs> it's like oh, like it's like Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah, Steve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joey Tainment. Oh, actually, anything else that you yeah, like? Yeah. Any plug? shows you want to plug? You oh, good? shows I want to plug. Uh, I'm good. You can go check. Uh, you can <laughs> check out uh, Janice uh, Magazine online. You could order yourself a copy. There you of go. The yeah. Humor Magazine at JaniceMag.com. Awesome. How much wrestling content do you have in that? Um, a little. Uh, not a ton. I do mention. Uh, uh, I think there's a joke about the gory special that I use. Great. Oh, that's, that's a good the joke. Name of a burrito, I believe. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, I get what you're trying to do, and good job. Yeah. Uh, hey, you can find me on yeah. Twitter at Joey Tainment. Guys, you can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Gligger, G-L-I-G-O-R. And as always, I'm all across the internet at Pearlstein. Yeah, be sure and like and subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Send us those questions. <laughs> yeah. And um, your math, mm-hmm. in turn, get to yeah. work! For sure. So, uh, Steven. Mm-hmm. Do you love wrestling? Uh, no, and I'm angrier than ever. I bet you are. Matthew, it's, thank you very much for coming, man. Really thank you for having it. me. Loved great. it. It's the final countdown. <laughs> 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 Do the final countdown. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.